Welcome to a special edition of Fights, Dogs, and Parlays, where we break down a couple of fights, give you a couple underdogs to play, and a parlay to play. It's really made for the gambling addict within us all. This is, of course, Shockwave Dave Tremonti, joined as always by my co-host Daniel Gumby Vreeland, and we are on the Top Turtle Podcast Network on Flow Combat and today we're doing something a little different, Gumby. Normally we're breaking down MMA fights, but we have maybe the greatest grappling card of all time this Friday night, October 2nd. And we need to do a special edition of fights, dogs, and parlays for this grappling event. We're going to be breaking down the odds and who we think will win. Gumby, I want to ask you something. Outside of ADCC and Worlds and PANS, and, you know, your prestigious yearly tournaments, can you think of a card of super fights that was better than this one? No, I, I can't think of anything even close. I, I mean, I guess, like, some of the... I, I guess in terms of name value, some of the submission fighting cards tend to... Or uh, submission underground cards, rather, tend to have, like, a couple of guys who we probably know better because I am much more of an MMA guy than I typically am a jiu-jitsu guy. So, like, sometimes I see names on there that, like, excite me. But in terms of if you are a no-gi grappling fan, or even, for that matter, if you like the gi, it doesn't matter. This Who's Number One event is one of the greatest events of all time, and it's certainly a, a can't-miss. Yeah, I think EBI has had a couple of cards with some really good name value, but I think they're absolutes. You know, had Craig, had Gordon on it, might have even had Gary in it, had uh, the Russian bear, Rusum Chiviev. But it always seemed to have, like, all those EBIs would have the two guys you knew were going to meet in the finals, and they always did, you know, and it was never, never a shock. But this, I think there's something about Gordon Ryan, the king, and Gabby Garcia, who, let's face it, is really the queen, plus Craig Jones versus Roberto Jimenez, which we'll get to, which is such an interesting matchup. And, you know, Craig is leg lock extraordinaire and top of the no-gi game and Roberto up and coming, certainly the future if he isn't just the present uh, of the gi world and, and a good no-gi grappler at that too, though. So that's super exciting. And we'll get into it, uh, but you know what? Let's ask this question. Does any fine company sponsor this edition of Fights, Dogs, and Parlays? Well, of course, Fights, Dogs, and Parlays is brought to you by Maroon Social, M-A-R-U-N-E. Maroon Social is the one and only social media app for the martial arts enthusiasts. So if you say, do jujitsu uh, in your free time, you might want to check out their app because it's a great way to track your progress, make notes in your training, and log all of your competitions. And right now, they're running a special that allows you to get their ad-free version of the app, as well as all kinds of other perks and features inside of it, for just $9.99 for the whole year. That's like an 82% savings over the whole year. So go ahead, get that now, Maroon Social, wherever it is you download apps. All right, guys, and the obvious place to start here is we got to talk about Gordon Ryan versus Matthews Dinez as the main event of this card. Look, Gordon Ryan, he seems unstoppable in the grappling world right now. He's won 34 matches in a row. The, the odds makers have, have got it that way as well. He's at a negative 550 favorite to Dinez, who, who plus 375. I, I personally am not even sure that that line is wide enough. What is the path to victory here for Dinez, Shockwave? 
Well, I'm glad you asked me that, Gumby, because this is not the funnest matchup that we will talk about. I think it's clearly Gordon Ryan all day. I'll be betting on Gordon even at those wide odds, and I'm not even unhappy about it. Uh, but Dinez does have some paths to victories here, and there is a great, and I repeat, great article and also accompanying video uh, with John Danaher talking about this on Flow Grappling that I encourage everyone to check out. Um, and that's how Matthias Dinez can actually score the upset here because he is a great grappler. Make no doubt about it. Uh, he needs to be fast. If there's one thing that maybe Gordon lacks, he is the king. Do not get me wrong. He has a ton of strength and he has great technique. Combine it together and you get the best grappler walking around the planet right now. The double gold at ADCC, the absolute champion there. He's won pants. He's won worlds. He's done it all. He's just does nothing but win. The last time he was submitted was four years ago. This is going into Foxborough and facing the Patriots in their years when they've been undefeated. This is the 96 Bulls. This is Murderer's Row, the Yankees. You get the idea if you're a sports fan. Gordon Ryan is the king. But one thing that he might have a hole with is going against speed and a fast passer and a pressure passer. His open guard game is absolutely sickening. We know that. But we have seen flashes of brilliance where people were able to potentially get through and get to a good position. And I don't think that's in the cards for Dinez. But you know what? If there was ever a path to victory, it's going to be in the scrambles. It's going to be in the pressure passing. This is 30 minutes. He is the smaller of the two men. Now, if Gordon is the one who's going to be doing his pressure passing and maybe wearing uh, Dinez out, that could be a problem. But you never know. Maybe there's, you know, in minute 25 when Gordon starts to, uh, the engine starts to rumble a little bit. He's a big guy. You know, sometimes trucks don't make it up the hill very fast. That could be where Dinez strikes, and all he has to do here is get to a good position. Uh, position and submissions will be weighted heavily by these who's number one judges. That would be the path to victory. Let's face it, he's not going to submit him. You can bet the farm on that right now. But he could maybe get a judge's victory. That being said, if you had to bet anything, it's Gordon Ryan by finish. Could be a rear naked choke. He's great with that, or it could just be a heel hook. What's also interesting about this, it is a New York City gang war. Think of the movie The Warriors. Warriors come out and play. It's Marcelo Garcia's gym versus Henzo Gracie's gym. Really, John Danaher, Death Squad. Uh, but it's exciting to see. And Dinez has a win over Craig Jones, who cross-trains at uh, Henzo Gracie's New York. So there's a little bit of history there. It's a fun matchup, but it's Gordon Ryan all day. All right. Yeah, I'm going to totally agree with you on that one. I think it's Gordon Ryan all day. You know, obviously, you don't pick against a guy who's a negative 550 favorite all that often. But this next fight that we're going to talk about is actually a little bit more interesting, and that's Craig Jones versus Roberto Jimenez. And this one is exciting for a lot of the reasons why you, you sort of mentioned at the top of the show, right? Craig Jones... A leg lock extraordinaire, super fun to watch. We're looking at Jimenez, a guy who definitely looks better in the gi, which is probably why he's coming in here as an underdog. He also seems to maybe have some issues with defending that leg lock occasionally. So I, I guess my my question for you here is, is, is there a reason to pick the underdog here, or are you definitely going with the favorite? 
Well, I'm going with the favorite, and I'll get into why, but there are reasons to pick the underdog Jimenez. I think plus 150 is a little too low. I think he should be a 2-1 to underdog, if not more, just because of what you already said, which is he has a problem with leg locks. Uh, Victor Hugo, Mourinho, he, he lost to both of them via leg lock. Gumby, I'll give you a little pop quiz. Uh, do you know uh, where Ryan McCartney trains? I, I do not. Do you know uh, who Ryan McCartney's coach is? I, I do not. Do you know where Ryan McCartney was born? I do not. Do you know who Ryan McCartney is? No, I do not. Nobody does. And he heel-hooked Roberto Jimenez last year at the BJJ Fanatics Tournament. If Ryan McCartney, and no disrespect to him, he's actually a very good grappler. I say this to make a point, though. If Ryan McCartney can heel-hook Roberto Jimenez, uh, so too can uh, Craig Jones. And I think that's what we'll see here. I'm shocked that the line on Jimenez is so close. But at the same time, he's a great grappler. He's probably a better all-around grappler than Craig Jones. Um Jones, 82% submission rate on his victories. Jimenez still as a black belt, but he's finished 73% of his wins have come via the finish. He is a back taker extraordinaire. He's the under back taker, if you will, if you follow your WWE. Uh, This man is going to be a legend, and he's going to be great. He does have, and I hate to use the pun, and I can't let you see with leg locks, and it's something that he needs to work on. And, hey, no better test of Craig Jones. So for my gambling money this week, I'm taking Craig Jones, and I'm probably taking him by leg lock. But if Roberto Jimenez can somehow get past that, and I think where he's really in danger is as he starts to pass, and he will be trying to pressure pass, I already have visions in my mind that Craig Jones is going to invert, and he's going to lock him into – the honey hole, 411 saddle, whatever you want to say. It's a specialty of his as, as guys start to pressure pass. And I think that's where he will get the heel hook. Now, if Jimenez can shut that down, if he can make it scramble, scramble, scrambled eggs, bacon, bagels, and leg locks for breakfast, but cut out the leg locks, if he can make this a scramble fest, and if he could get to Craig Jones's back, Craig Jones has had his back taken before. Kenyon Duarte took it. Keenan Cornelius took it. Guess what? Roberto Jimenez has a win over Keenan Cornelius. If Roberto Jimenez could get to Craig Jones's back, I mean, I would feel very good about him getting a win here. But that being said, I think he's going to eat a heel hook along the way. So it's Craig Jones all day for me. All right. Well, that takes us to our women's match, which is Gabby Garcia versus Elizabeth Clay. Look, Gabby Garcia, like you said, she's kind of become the queen of grappling. She just doesn't get submitted, right? So to see her in this format, obviously, you know, terrifying for any opponent. She's playing Elizabeth Clay, who's kind of like the up-and-comer. You know, like she she burst onto the scene as like a 16-year-old blue belt beating up black belts in mm-hmm. Abu Dhabi trials. Like, she's a legit contender here. But if you look at the odds, the, the odds note that yeah, Gabby Garcia is the queen, right? She's a negative 450 favorite. She's fighting Elizabeth Clay, who's plus 330 as an underdog. Who you got? Oh, I'm going with Gabby Garcia. I think the rule set here could play to Clay's advantage in that if she goes for a submission and actually comes close to one, 
that could be weighted very heavily by the judges. If she misses on it on a leg lock, which is what she's going to be going for as Gabby Garcia tries to pressure pass, and you're probably noticing a theme here. The IBJJF specialists are all pressure passers. They're excellent at it. And some of the more established nogi stars are better at you know open guard and hunting leg locks as that pressure passing starts to take place. If a Gabby Garcia cannot pass, and I think she will, but if she cannot pass and Clay were to get a hold of a leg and sell out, and again, I'm going to go back to a WWE reference. Think of when The Rock used to put his sharpshooter on. He would make himself look like he was in pain applying a submission hold, putting all those Hollywood acting chops into it. That's what happens at who's number one and fight to win and whenever judges are involved. You sell out when you're going for a sub, even if it might not be fully there. And that's what Elizabeth Clay is going to have to do. Could she actually submit Gabby Garcia? Well, no one else has. But if there's anyone to do it, Elizabeth Clay is not to be doubted. We've seen her beat black belts as a 16-year-old. If there was someone who's going to shock the female grappling world, it would be Elizabeth Clay. But let's talk in reality here the way this is going to go. Gabby Garcia, pressure passing. Clay's going to get worn down, and eventually Garcia's going to get to side control and potentially mount and get to a good position. Do I think she submits her? No, but I think she ends up on top. That being said, Gabby Garcia, she's obviously the bigger girl. When isn't she? It's a 15-minute match. Could in minute 10 through 15 Gabby Garcia tire, and could Elizabeth Clay strike right then? That would be very interesting. That's what I'm going to be looking for. I'm going to be looking for the last five minutes of this match. That's when Clay needs to be going, you know, all out, throw everything in the kitchen sink at Gabby Garcia. But short of that, this is Gabby Garcia's fight to win. All right. No pun intended, because it's not a fight to win. (laughs) Well, we're going to be talking about a couple more fights here, but we're going to do it lightning fast, because you guys obviously got the three breakdown that you're so accustomed to with fights, dogs, and parlays. But we're going to get to some of the other ones on the card anyway because you know you guys are probably interested so dave are you ready for the lightning rounds i am ready all right let's start with nikki ryan and tony ramos so nikki ryan negative 800 against the three-time all-american wrestler tony ramos at plus 500 who you got in that one well we just saw this sort of stylistic mismatch when nikki ryan's brother gordon uh, went against uh, Pat Downey, and it was a different rule set. It was weird. Gordon couldn't pull guard. Gordon won, and Nikki's going to win here too. He is going to pull guard eventually, and you know it, it'll be either submission or he'll have more sub attempts, and he'll win that way. Tony Ramos is amazing. Uh, Iowa Hawkeye wrestler, uh, you know, D1 All American, made the U.S. World Team, but. It's not like he's been practicing for years on his pressure passing. And that's how Nikki was actually just beaten by Tyra Tulo uh, uh, last month, I believe it was. And even if Ramos were to take him down and maybe, you know, get a couple of, I guess, just judging points, because this isn't going to be points, but score a little goodwill with the judges for the takedown. Once they're down, what happens? It's just going to be Nikki Ryan all day. So I don't even know if I'm Tony Ramos like, you know, okay, yeah, go take him down. But then you're the shark, he's the shark in his ocean, and you're going to be a little out of your element. It's very interesting, but this is Nicky Ryan, and there's not much to think about, and that's why he's a minus 800 favorite. 
All right, next one is William Tackett versus Jason Rao. Tackett, the 19-year-old, is negative 155 favorite. Rao, plus 125. Who you got in this one? All right, this might not be lightning, so I apologize. This (laughs) is actually the closest matchup to me. Uh, Jason Rao, at this point, you know, about 30 years old. He's a Northeast beast and more or less a veteran of the Northeast grappling scene and national too, don't get me wrong. The Sarah Black Belt cross trains at Henzo Gracie's. He's a master of heel hooks. He has wins over Quentin Rosenflag, who's obviously also a leg lock ninja. Um, he beat Chase Hanna by heel hook. Chase Hanna's a leg lock ninja too. This is old versus new. Tack at the 19-year-old uh, is just bursting onto the scene. And I train with someone who is just obsessed with William Tackett. It is creepy, but he's not wrong in that obsession because Tackett certainly is incredible. It's going to be great passing. He's got a great body lock passing. He has so many different attacks once he gets to mount. His leg lock defense is incredible. Gumby, your nickname is Gumby, but William Tackett is a Gumby too when it comes to leg locks. Uh, I have seen people put him in leg locks and him just kind of Gumby bend his leg out of it. it. It's pretty crazy to watch. I think Tackett is the better all-around grappler, even right now. But I think Jason Rao is better at leg locks, and that is a specialty of his. He's, I guess you could say, a little more seasoned, but that's an insult to Tackett, who has been just tearing up the competition scene. I don't think he's going to be nervous here by any stretch of the imagination. I think Tackett, minus 155, is fair to bet. I think he will get in the better positions. I just think he's better positionally than Jason Rao. But Jason Rao, plus 125, shit. I mean, could he get a heel hook? Yeah, why the fuck not? He's great at heel hooks, but I'm taking Tackett. All right, and the next one is Paulo Miao versus Gio Martinez. Miao, negative 165. Martinez, plus 135 on the underdog comeback. Who you got in this one? All right, so Gio Martinez has already lost to Paulo Miao twice. Paulo Meow is not going to get submitted here. So the best that Gio needs to think about or go for is he needs to lock in a couple of sub attempts in their Kazai fight at the very last couple of minutes. He was able to do that, and that's what he's going to look for here and just try to score some goodwill on the judges' scorecards. But I'm actually pretty comfortable taking Paulo Meow, even though this, along with Rao versus Tackett, are the closest odds on the card. Um, Meow's not getting submitted. We've seen, we try to heel hook a meow brother. I mean, their legs will invert, they're quadruple jointed like a cat. The thing meow. with the thing with the so, Rotulo brother at Abu Dhabi is one of the grossest pictures I've ever seen in a freezer. <laughs> it's disgusting. Uh, agree, 100, 100, agree completely. So anyway, this is meow all day, but a lot of people are high on Martinez. I'm just not one. All right, and the next one is Dante Leon versus Cody Steele. Leon, minus 140. Steele on the comeback at plus 130. Who you got in this one? Well, Dante Leon's coming off a great match against Gary Tonin. He lost. Um, it went to decision, and he's lost to Tonin before the uh, submission, but he looked really good here, and I, I forget who was commentating that match, so my apologies to them. But they brought up a great point, which is, where does Dante Leone have a hole? Where does he have a weakness? He doesn't. Uh, he is all around very good. And at this point, if you're top five in your weight class, which I believe Dante Leone is, by any ranking you want to go by, there's no weakness here. He's not going to you know, get submitted to a leg lock. He is not you know, prone to back attacks. 
he is all around great, as many of the young up-and-coming fighters of present day are now. This isn't 2015 where guys would have one weakness. I feel like everyone knows where their Achilles heels are and they try to work on it. And, you know, Dante Leone, I think this is him all day. I'm also, this is another one where I'm surprised Cody Steele's as close as it is. Watch me be embarrassed and Cody Steele score an upset. He's very good, don't get me wrong. But as far as I'm concerned, in shockwave land, Dante Leone is winning this one. All right, and that takes us to the end of our fights portion of Fights, Dogs, and Parlay. So let's break it down with the parlay. We want to pair, or or Shockwave Dave wants to pair. First of all, Gordon Ryan. you got to put Gordon Ryan in just about any parlay you're doing. He's going to pair him with the aforementioned Dante Leon and William Tackett. Why is that the parlay to play this weekend, Dave? Well, I'm offsetting the fact that I know Gordon is going to win. So I'm throwing him in there just to get that juice going. And then I'm very confident in Dante Leone. And then I'm less confident in Tackett, but still confident enough. Now, I will be completely honest. I don't know what the odds are on this parlay because the one uh, website that's offering odds on grappling right now, BetDSI, isn't allowing you to parlay it, at least yet. Maybe as we get closer to the fight, 24 hours away, you can but just looking at what all these guys are, Leon minus 140, Tackett about minus uh, one, what was Tackett? Uh, minus 155, sorry. And then Gordon, the very heavy favorite at uh, minus three, uh, minus 550, and then parlay the three of them together. I think you could feel very comfortable about those three fights. Hey, it's a parlay. Have some fun. Is Tackett and Leon close? Yes. But like I told you and laid out, I think they're safe bets. And then you're going to get Gordon score on this. You're probably going to be looking at some pretty nice plus money. Yeah. And if, if you plug those into a parlay too, you're going to get right around plus 250. So, you know, like a hundred dollar bet here, you're, you're not only tripling your money, you're getting even a little bit more than that. It's like net plus 233. So really good odds to turn around on that. Now we've talked a lot about favorites. We really like on this card because, you know, let's face it. They're favorites for a reason. That's why we pick them. If you got to pick an underdog, though, gun to your head, it is fights dogs in parlays. Give me an underdog you like on this card. Who's the closest to picking up the victory? All right. Well, I'm going to open this back up to you. I think I'm closest on Rao. He's only a, he's the lowest dog on the card. And like I outlined, he has the best chance of scoring a leg lock. Uh, so I think if you had to put a gun to your head and someone said, you got to pick the dog on this card, you pick Rao. I mean, that makes the most sense. But like I laid out, Tackett is not, you know, the idea that he's going to get submitted, I have trouble with. So to me, I actually think Clay might not be the worst dog to pick here, even though she's, you know, a wide margin dog. Could she tire out Gabby Garcia, get that submission attempt, and win on a judge's scorecard? That's one thing that makes the dogs here all pretty live is, a lot of these will not go. You're dealing with high-level grapplers, people who have not been submitted in years in some cases. You're dealing with someone who could just get a submission attempt and win on the judge's scorecard. The other one would be Gio Martinez, uh, just because he, again, also very close odds, only betting off at a plus 135. He is great. He's an ADCC veteran. He's an EBI veteran, a champion of EBI. Uh, he is someone who... You know, could he score a crazy upset off Meow? Yes, he he could. It, it's a tall order, but he could. So, Gumby, I'm going to ask you, Clay, Geo, Rao, or someone else, 
who should our dog of the week be? <laughs> I, I think I'm going to take Martinez, and I think the reason I'm going to take Gio in this case, first of all, everybody out there who, who hears me breaking down MMA every week and doesn't get to hear me talk about grappling all that often, I am a guy who loves the rubber guard and the 10th planet system. I'm a guy who's used that a lot in my own life. Um, because like I said, I, you know, I am Gumby. There's a reason my name is Gumby and it's just that it plays really well to the 10th planet game. So I'm already a sucker for that, but you also outlined in there too, you know, when you talk about the fact that Meow and, and Gio had, had had a match before or a couple matches before a hundred matches before or whatever. So you mentioned that, you know, Gio had some success towards the end of that last one. It almost feels like he's figuring it out a little bit. And, you know, you don't want to pick a guy in the the trilogy of that who's already down 0-2. But, you know, it seems like the gap between the two seems to be lessening each time they've they've squared off. So I, I think I'm going to take Gio for my personal dog of the week. I, I'm not going to argue with it. So that about wraps it up. The only thing I'll say is if you're a grappling nerd, as we are, enjoy these fights. It kind of feels like grappling Christmas. Gordon Ryan back. I mean, listen, here's the other thing just to take away from this. If I have to highlight just two final things, Gordon Ryan hasn't competed a lot this year. He got the COVID after talking a lot of shit on it, but you know, he had a weird wrestling submission match against Pat Downey. He beat Tex Johnson, which really wasn't much of a challenge for him. He beat Kyle Bohm while on mushrooms. He's only really gone about three times this year. And that's coming off the huge ADCC wins. You're getting to see the king after, you know, the last uh, who's number one he was supposed to be on got canceled. So that's a treat in and of itself. And then you have Craig Jones versus Roberto Jimenez, which really could stand to be the best grappling match of the year. You have two guys with amazing skill sets that are very different skill sets. So enjoy it. We hope you enjoyed this. Uh, subscribe to our podcast at Top Turtle MMA. Follow us on Twitter. Follow us on Instagram. If you're a big fan, hey, go write a review on iTunes. We sure as heck appreciate it. It keeps the lights on in the Top Turtle studio. Gumby, that about wraps it up for me. Anything else you want to say? Absolutely. Like we end every single week, I want to give a special shout out to Flow Combat slash, in this case, Flow Grappling for always being supportive of us and giving us a place to hone our craft. And special shout out to our sponsor because we couldn't do it without them, Maroon Social. Download that app wherever it is you download apps. I'm Daniel Gumby Freeland. He is Shockwave Dave Tremonte, and we'll catch you next week.